Okay, I would like to dedicate tonight's shit to my late uncle. Danny will remember him, Uncle Zali from Paris. Frankfurt, Paris, and, and Yerushalayim. And when I used to go there, I used to, used to dabble in a million, and there was one of the Hasmo teachers called Curly Con. Remember him, Danny? Absolutely. Curly Con. That was his nickname. I don't know what your Leo Con his, his name was. <laughs> his nickname was Curly because he was bald. So, um, yeah, he was in that same million as Uncle Zali. Anyway, tonight is his 29th. Yeah, so he How could he be in that same how could he be in that same minion? He lived in London, Curly Con. What are you talking about? No, he didn't. He moved to Israel. He moved to Israel. Oh, Jeremy, oh. this was after your time. Sorry? Jeremy, do you remember, do you remember Curly Con as a teacher? No, no, before my time. No, uh, before your time. Yeah. Leaving Morris. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah. yeah. 1992, in fact, we went for his 80th birthday party. And uh, three weeks later, unfortunately, we had to return to his Leviathan. Hey. So, okay. Right. Uh, we are now up to Kimcha de Chitti, which is Lamed Vav And it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 11 lines from the top, Lamed Vav Omadalov. It's a double dot, Kimcha de Chitti. Okay? Yep. Sorry, say that again, sorry. Kim Khidr City, about 11, 11 yeah. lines down from the top. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Khidr City, okay. Kim Khidr City is flour. Now, when you make bread, there's various stages. You've got the stalk, the top of the stalk, you, they're these kernels. And when you take the kernels out, you grind them, and that grinds it into flour. And then from the flour, you make it into bread. So we're now talking about the flour stage, the powder stage, like flour, and it's made from wheat. So kimcha dachiti, if somebody eats this flour, Rabbi Huda says it's bariprayadomo. You make a brocha of bariprayadomo on this wheat flour. And he says the reason why you make it, just as you would say a brocha bopriadoma on the kernel, because the kernels grow from the ground, so the flour as well, you also make a bopriadoma. Even though it's one stage further, nevertheless you do. Rav Nachman Omar, Rav Nachman says Shahakon Nehebidvara. Victor, by the way, we've uh, just started. Lamadvav Omadala. 11 lines down, the double dot, Kimcha de Chiti. Rav Nachman says you say Shahakal. Why does he say? Because since the flour has been ground, it is changed from its original state, and therefore it can't be called, when you make a bracha, priyadama, priyadama is fruits of the ground. It can't be considered anymore the fruits of the ground. The fruits of the ground are the kernel, but once it's pounded into flour, it's no longer the fruits of the ground, and therefore you would make a shahakal. Omale Rav Rav Nachman. Rav said to Rav Nachman, remember Rav Nachman is the one who said you say shahakal over this wheat flour, la tiflag alay to Rabbi Yehuda. Don't argue with Rabbi Yehuda. 
who said you make Barbara Adomo. Why? The Rabbi Yochanan Shmuel can't cover say excuse me. Both Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel agree with him. Where do we know he's from? So Omar Rabbi Huda Omar Shmuel, Rabbi Huda said in the name of Shmuel, Vachain Omar Rabbi Yitzhak Omar Rabbi Yochanan, and similarly Rabbi Yitzhak in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Shemen Zayis, we've had this before with Mara, Shemen Zayis, olive oil, Mavorachim Olav Barepri Ha'et. The oil that comes out of the olive, which is olive oil, we make a Barepri Ha'et. Says the Gemara, Alma, we see therefore, Afagafta Ishtani, even though the, the olive has been changed from a solid into a liquid. First it was an olive, which is a solid. Now you take the oil out, it becomes a liquid, and it's changed. But milsekai, it nevertheless retains the same bracha as the olive. So the same way that you make a baripriya eight on an olive, you still make a baripriya eight on the olive oil, even though it's changed from a solid into a liquid. Achanami here as well regarding wheat flour, even though it's changed from a solid, the kernel, to a powder, nevertheless, the milsekai, it retains the same brocha. And the same way that you would make a brocha on the kernel of Varepriadoma, so as well, when you turn it into flour, it keeps its brocha of Varepriadoma. The Gemara says, no, that's not a good comparison. Me, Domi. How can you compare wheat flour to olive oil? Hosom, there in the case of olive oil, there's nothing more to do to it. It is the finished product. In other words, when you squeeze out the olive, then you have the oil, and there's nothing more to do it. That's the, it's, it's reached its final improvement. However, and, and therefore, that's why you would say or eight. Because if you remember, we learned in the last few weeks that the main reason why people plant olives is for the oil. And therefore, the same way that you make a bopreate on the olive, you make a bopreate on the olive oil. However, in our case of wheat flour, the pass. It got another, that the flour in its own right needs another improvement to make it into bread. And when you plant um, when you plant wheat, you're doing it in order ultimately to get the bread. So when you've got the flour, it still needs something else done to it. It's not a finable, it's not the finished product, and therefore you would make shahakal. So that's what the Gemara says. In other words, we wanted to try and compare the two. The Gemara says it's not a good comparison. Oil is, is, is the finished product, olive oil is the finished product. Whereas wheat flour is not the finished product till it's made into bread. So now the Gemara says that the isle iluye achrina, question mark, but the isle iluye achrina, is it so that when another improvement has got to be done to it, we don't make a barabra but we only make a shahakal, as we see from here. We say with wheat flour, you only make a shahakal because unlike the olive oil, which has reached its final product, the uh, wheat has not until it's been made into bread. And therefore, since you're eating the flour now, you only make a shahakal. So the Gemara asks, is that so? Is that, is that true? 
Says Rav Zaira, the name of Ramasna said in the name of Shmuel, a korochaya. Now, korochaya is raw pumpkins. The kimchazasare, and on barley flour, not wheat flour, but barley flour, but which comes from barley, which is inferior to wheat flour. Mavarachin alayu shahakul near We say the brocha of Ayupriyadoma. Now, the reason why we make a Bobrea Doma a Korochayo on uh, raw pumpkins is because raw pumpkins are not supposed to be eaten until they're cooked. And therefore, you would make a Shahakal on them. Now, Kimcha Dasare, the, the Bryson just says on barley flour, you make a Bobrea Doma, you make a Shahakal. So it says a Gemara, my love, does it not imply the chite baripriyadona? That wheat is a wheat flour would be baripriyadona. Because the fact that the Brysa specifically mentions barley flour, you make a chahakal, implies clearly that if it's wheat flour, which is superior, you would make radona. And that goes against what we just said. We just said that you, you would only make a chahakal on it. Answer the moral line. No, you cannot draw that inference. The chiti namishahakul neivivara. Even though the brisa specifically mentions barley flour, the same you say shahakul. Don't learn that on wheat flour you make adama. On wheat flour you'd also make a shahakul. Says the Gemara. If so, v'lashmeina the chiti v'kolch kendasari. Rather than the brisa. Mentioning chitizasare, which is barley flour, and then we've got to work out that it also applies to wheat flour. Mention wheat flour, which is superior, and if we only make a shahakal on wheat flour, as you're saying we do, then we would learn out kavachana kajukatizasare. Certainly, we would make no more than a shahakal on barley flour, because barley flour is far less edible than wheat flour. And it's inferior to it, so certainly we would make a shahakal. Says the Gemara note, sorry, that doesn't work. If you would have just told us, if a bridesman would have said, instead of saying, talking about barley flour is a shahakal, it would have mentioned that wheat flour is a shahakal, then have Amina, I would have said, honey mini That shahakal only applies to the flour of wheat. But for barley flour, don't make a bracha at all. Tomorrow we'll surely explain why you would think that. Therefore, the brighter has to mention barley flour, that even barley flour needs a shahakal. So in other words, what the Gemara was asking is, if you're saying chitin also needs a shahakal, why do you mention barley flour? Mention Mention wheat flour is a shahakal and kind of barley, which is inferior, will need a shahakal. So says the Gemara, no, if I would have just said wheat flour, I would have said wheat flour needs a shahakal. However, barley flour, you don't make a brocha at all. Ask the Gemara, why would anyone think that no brocha is made on barley flour? Why would the Gemara have such a habamina that we have to disprove it. In other words, we've got to mention in the price that 
Sorry to tell you that you make a brach of Shachal on Sari, because I might have thought that you wouldn't make a brach at all. Now, why would I have thought that you don't make a brach at all on barley flour? Is barley flour less of a food than, than, than melach for zomis? Melach is salt, zomis is brine, which is like salt water. You know, you pickle, when you pickle a cucumber, you pickle it in brine. And this naman we learnt in a brighter, and though normally this naman means a mission of it, it's referring to a brighter. On salt and on brine, you make a shahakal. So if you make on salt and on brine a shahakal, certainly you would make a brocha on barley flour, you'd make a shahakal. So why did the Gemara turn around and say, had it mentioned chitim in the brisa, I would have said, on chitim, on wheat, you make a shahakal, but on, on barley, you wouldn't make a brocha at all. Why would I have thought that? Certainly it's not worse than salt or brine. And we know that salt and brine, you make a shahakal. So therefore you would say that on the barley flame, it also make a shahakal. Why would I have thought that not? Says the Gemara, Itzrich, no, it was necessary to teach us that barley flour needs a brocha. And you couldn't learn it out from the fact that a brocha is made on salt and brine. Why? Salkidata Khamina. Because I might have said, Melach the Zomis, Ovid Inish the Shoddy the Pume. A person will sometimes put a bit of salt or brine into his mouth and swallow it. Therefore, it's considered a normal pleasure. Whether it means, presumably, it must mean salt on its own. Because if you put in salt, let's say, for example, you've got some food in your mouth and you feel it needs a little bit of flavoring and you throw a bit of salt in. That salt would be a toffle. And we learned last week, when you've got toffle and ikka, you make the brocha on the ikka and it covers the toffle. So you're talking about, you just, I don't know, you fancy a bit of salt, you fancy a bit of brine. I'm not quite sure who would fancy that. But you say, you know, a person will sometimes do that. I will chemical desire it, but barley flour, hold the caution of kukiani, which means it's bad for your stomach because it causes worms in your stomach. So Nossam, this is where I mentioned about stomachache, because Nossam's got a stomachache tonight. But Kemcha Dasari, so don't have any barley flour, Nossam. You would think, because it's bad for your stomach, and it causes worms, people don't eat it, and then we shouldn't say a brocha at all. Since one derives pleasure from eating the barley flour, it needs a brocha. So again, what we're saying is like this. What the Gemara asked was, we should have said chiti, and it would, chiti, you say shahapal, and it would be kalvachimah that you make it on sari, on the uh, barley. And then the other Gemara asked us, no, if you mention on the chiti, I might have thought shahapal is definitely for chiti, but when it comes to sari and barley, don't make a brocha at all. The Gemara asked us, surely it's not worse than salt and brine. The Gemara says, yes, it is worth the salt and brine, because where salt and brine, we, you, you might sometimes put in your mouth, but Kimcha Nasara, you wouldn't. Because it's bad for your stomach, you think you shouldn't make a brocha for it at all. Kamashalon, therefore, the Gemara tells us, the Brighter says, talks about Kimcha Nasara, Kimcha Islam, no, I mean, boy, brocha. Since one derives pleasure from the barley flour, you've got to recite a brocha on it. Now, all the Mephoshim ask the obvious question. Last week we learned that if you drink oil, meat, you don't make a brocha. Why do you not make a brocha? Because it's muzzic. It causes injury. 
So here, why should if if, you, if you're going to eat it? In fact, the Gemara says a person is unlikely to eat it because it's going to give him stomachache. So if it's going to give you a stomachache, it's pneumatic as well. So why should you make a brocha at all? Right. So the answer that they give is as follows. This is, it, it's a different type of mazik. When you have oil, neat, and you drink oil neat, the, the effects, the harmful effects, they sort of cover the whole body. They will really damage your insides. Whereas here, you will have barley, which gives you a bit of nourishment, but it will have some sort of side effects. But it's not compared to the head. It's only where a person will have only hezek from it and no nourishment at all from it, that is a sort of hezek which is caused by oil, by olive oil, and that one won't make a brocha at all. Where you get some nourishment out of it, but you've got a little bit of a side effect, that is still enough that you will make a Since you get some sort of pleasure out of it, you will make a brocha. Right. Anyone, right, before we move on to the next part, is, does anyone know where Clive is? No? Okay. Because I always get a bit nervous when he doesn't come, you know. He's, right. Okay, let's carry on on to the, 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 the next one. Now, Kyra. Kyra is palm shoots. And Rashi explains, what are these palm shoots? It's like this. When people plant a palm tree, the new growth of it is, is soft and it's edible. In other words, the branches in the first year are soft and edible and you can eat them. In the second year, they turn hard and they become wood. You can't eat them. But now we're talking about when you have these branches in the first year, which are soft and edible, what broccoli do you make over it if you, if you decide to eat it? Rebuda Omar Barapriyadomo Bermuda says you make a bread Why? Grows from the ground. It's edible. The fact that it won't be edible next year, that's not our problem. It's edible now. And therefore, you make a bread The question is, why do you not actually make a bread eight? Because you're actually eating part of the tree. And the answer is because since the, that's not the primary fruit of the tree, you'll see in the Gemara shortly that when people plant a, um, a palm tree, they plant it for the dates that you'll get from there. They don't plant it. The fact that the branches in the first year are edible, they don't plant it for that reason. So since it's not the primary fruit, you don't make a baropriya eight, but you make a baropriya domo. Shmuel Omar, Shmuel says, Shahakul Nibibari. You make a Shahakul. Now the Gemara explains why. Babiuda, I'm a baropriya domo. Babiuda says, You make a baropriya domo on this palm tree. Peyrehu. Because it's considered a fruit. Even though we know that in a year's time it won't be considered a fruit because it's going to turn hard into wood. At the moment it's a fruit, so you can say a bariprayadoma. Or shmuel omar, a shmuel says shahakul nebivara, you say shahakul nebivara. Why? Harvasafilahakshas. Since it eventually hardens and it becomes inedible, therefore even now it is not considered a fruit. So that is basically the argument. Do you consider a fruit something that is now edible and will become inedible? Or do you not consider it a fruit being that since it's going to become inedible and turn into wood next year, the second year, therefore it's not considered even a fruit now? 
That is basically the Machalikas. In other words, even Shmuel, who says it's going to turn into wood, he'll still say you have to make a brocha, because at the moment, also as we had, also the Hennesman Alamazebala brocha, you cannot eat something, and at the moment, that branch is edible. And if it's edible and you have pleasure out of it, you've got to make a brocha. He's only saying that since it will next year become hard, you can't call that a peri, and therefore you can't say very proud. you'll say shahakol. Omele Shmuel the Rabbi Huda. So Shmuel, remember, this is an argument between Rabbi Huda and Shmuel. Shmuel says to Rabbi Huda, the Shinana, you sharp one, with shame, teeth. Shinana, clever. You're clever. Kavasakwa It seems more reasonable what you say. It's more logical what you say, i.e., that it's a Baripriyadoma. Why? A radish is also eventually hardened. In other words, if it's left in the ground to fully mature, it becomes hard and it becomes to the point that they're no longer edible. And nevertheless, in the Baruchin and Alea, Baripriyadoma. Yet we cite the Baruch of Baripriyadoma when we eat it in its edible state. So the same should apply to the palm juice. Just as with the radish, when we eat it soft, we make a baripriyadoma. Even though it's, if you leave it in the ground, it's going to become hard and inedible. So here as well, these palm juice, which are edible at the moment, even though they're going to become inedible the next year, nevertheless, we should make a baripriyadoma. Now, when I learned this, I had a question. Obvious question. Shmuel is the one who argues with Rabbi Huda. So Shmuel says that you make a shahakal. Rabbi Huda says you make a baripriyadoma. So what is Shmuel saying to Rabbi Huda? You're clever because what you say makes more sense. So in that case, why didn't he agree with him? In other words, it's like Beishama and Beishama are having an argument. And Beishama said to Beishama, you know, we hold this or we hold that. But what you say makes more logical sense. If it makes more logical sense, what's the art? What, why have an argument about it? You're saying your opponent makes more sense what your opponent is saying than what you're saying. The only answer I could think of was, unless anyone's got a better answer here, is that he must have had a Messiah, he must have had a tradition from his Rebbe, who he learned from, that it is Shahakal. But he was saying to Rebbe Yehuda, in all honesty, I think that your, what do you call it, your logic, that it should be a Baripriyadoma, on these palm trees, it makes more sense. Anyone got any other answers? I can't think of any other answer. Why you should say that? You know, in the Sharon, Yossi Harvey starts Sharon Shabbos. We had yeah. uh, an example. He's talking about you know, the county of the Yovel years, how, how it's done, okay, without going into yeah. the details. But the Rambam says that it's done, you count the Yovel every 50 years. Yeah, so the year 49 and then the 50th. I can't remember which way around it is now. And then the fiftieth year, yeah, the fiftieth year is the Yovel year, and then you start one again. Whereas everybody else holds that um, that year fifty is year one of the next cycle. Yes, yeah, so you go oh. forty nine, then you start with one, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That, either that way around, whichever whichever way around it was. And then the Rambam says that that. That's what I say, and that's that's what I hold is is the right thing. But all the chachme you side and everybody else holds the holds the other way. So so that's how we should do it. So even though I think I'm right, but if nobody else does, so 
Yeah. Right. So, so so we'll do that. So it's a similar thing.
But then the Gemara asks, well, why would you think that there's no brocha should be made on barley flour? Is it worse than salt or brine over which you say shahakal? And the Gemara answered and then said, salt and brine you might put in your mouth at some time, but barley flour you would not put, you would not put into your mouth because it can damage, do damage to your stomach. And therefore that's why you might think, you might have a habamina that there should be no brocha at all. Therefore we're informed that since one derives pleasure from barley flour, you've got to say a brocha. Then we came onto the Gemara about Kairi's palm shoots, which as we said, for the first year they're soft and edible, but in the second year they become wood. So Rabbi Yehuda says, Ardoma, it grows from the ground, it's edible now, so we make Ardoma. As Shmuel says, we say Shahakal because it becomes hard in the second year. And Shmuel then says to Rabbi Yehuda, Shinna, you're a clever man, because your view makes more sense. Because a radish also hardens, and nevertheless, when we eat it in its edible state, we say Ardoma. So similarly here for palm shoots, it, it's edible now, and the fact that it will become uh, later on not edible doesn't matter, we should still say hardama. So Shmuel, even though he said you say shahakal, he said to Rabbi Yehuda, your view of making hardama on palm shoots makes more sense. And the Gemara did, said no, it's not, the comparison is not a good comparison. Palm shoots and radishes are not good comparison. Why? Because people plant radishes with the intention of eating the soft radish. So the fruit that they're eating is, is the fruit which they, which they thought about, which they intended to eat when they planted it. And therefore, that's why you'd make the hadama. But when people plant palm trees, they do not have the intention of eating the palm shoots. They, they have it for its dates. So the palm shoots are only a byproduct and therefore, you would say shahakol. And we asked, and the question that we asked was, well, if Shmuel thought that Rabbi Yehuda's view made more sense, why did he argue with it? And we said probably because he had a tradition from his rebels that it should be shahakol. Okay, that's exactly nine o'clock, and we will leave it there. Yes.